Okay, so we're back. Yeah, we're back. Three friends on the pod. <laughs> back again. Episode this time three. we're in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not 2D, 3D, okay? Upgrade. Upgrade. We've gone big. We've gone big with the video now. <laughs> Waste no time, man. We had to give you guys a visual. I know you guys are, you know, anticipating, you know, who's this person with this nice voice. We're here. This is us. You get me? So we're here now. All right, so Julius, looks like you've brought a um, special guest on today. Yeah, we brought a special guest, um, Alex. Um, welcome to Free Friends and the Pod. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you. And, um, pleasure to be here. Thank yeah. you. Good. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. no worries, no yeah, worries. Like 100%. And um, when I when I saw your background in terms of like your when when via Facebook and what you do, mm-hmm. you know, like the Focus Mentor, the Cryptocurrency Expert, you know, you're into properties. You like um, one of my favorite books, which is Rich Dad Poor Dad. I was like, Love and we were starting to have conversations on Facebook. Yeah, I was we just found like, a common ground off yeah. the books, right? Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's like a date enough. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. It's not in it. Easy. Easy. That was last. That was the last episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, no, man. So, so no, it's fantastic to to no, have really you. Really good to have really, you on. Really yeah, good to have you on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope that I can, uh, you know, share some insights and some things that might be interesting to your listeners. Yeah, definitely. And, um, that, yeah, we, we can all enjoy discussing. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. 100%. Yeah. So I guess the only the only place to start really is uh, who is Alex? Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah. Cool. So. Um, Born 1972, I'm 50, even though I don't think I look like it. Most people tell me I look like Ah, oh, man, I thought you were like 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 40 or something. It's like Jesus reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a okay. bit. That's a Where bit. did that yeah. come from? <laughs> she kind of knocked me with that was like a left hook to the jaw. Yeah. That's a bit, you know. But. Yeah, I grew up in um, West London around, but right out by the Feltham area. I grew up cool. in a little village called Stanwell, which is a funny little place and you could easily miss it, but it's full of characters. Mm. Uh, Stanwell is somewhere that after, apparently after the, um, the Blitz in World War Two, a load of EastEnders that lost their homes, got moved out to Stanwell. So they really? built up like these cheap estates and it's just a funny place, but it's, it's tough. Mm. So mm. I grew up there, um, never had a father. He disappeared when I was two. Mm. It was just me, my mum and my younger sister. My mum died when I was a teenager. I ended up raising my sister on my own. And I was, I had quite a tough childhood. I was bullied as a kid. Um, mm. My mum used to say, like, walk away. And mm. you've, got, you've got this woman t- who you love and adore telling you that, yeah. and it doesn't work. Yeah, and then does. slowly but surely, <laughs> I found, you know, the solution, which was stand up, fight, fight back, stand your ground. So that whole process was what led me into martial arts. Mm. And then after losing my mum, I ended up working, like, I was continued at college. I was always a grafter. I was very focused, very mm. determined. But then losing my mum and raising my sister put me at like a fork in the road where the council came up to us one day and was like, basically, because I was just turned 19 after my mum died, they were like, basically, words to the effect of, um, so we've given you a couple of weeks to grieve who's going to pay the rent and the housing. Oh, wow. And mm. obviously, Crazy. It, you mm. know what it is? My mum probably sheltered us a bit in some ways because mm. we didn't see it coming. We, we certainly didn't see our, my mum's death coming. She had a lung emphysema, oh. she had a lung transplant, and basically we had no counselling, didn't see any of this coming. We just thought she was going to have an operation, bounce you know, back, we'd have to look after her. So the reason why I'm saying that is that was like my, the rug was pulled out from under my feet, yeah. and that's where my life kind of changed and went down a different direction. So as I said, I finished my time at college, but was all about money from then on, really, mm. because the moment they said that, they were basically saying, well, you can quit college, sign on, and we'll pay the rent, go mm. claim housing benefit and unemployment benefit, and we'll mm. pay the rent. Or if you want to go on to college and better yourself, yeah, yeah you've, you've got to pay their own bills. So after that, um, I basically finished college. I was, I was already doing a lot more martial arts and competing and gradually kind of found my way into the nightclub underground security world, working on the door at the age of 20, 
Um, I'm not a big guy, so from then on was fighting because people just didn't take me seriously. Mm. And I think the reality is, is I was very angry and thought I was a coward still from my childhood day. So I was on this journey of trying to prove I wasn't, mm. right? Yeah. So went through that um, and then eventually joined the Royal Marines. One of my best mates had joined before me, left the Marines, came out and basically got into property and business, had my own sunbed shops, made uh, quite a lot of money, done really well, was a self-made millionaire by the age of 30. Then that's basically moved. That's fantastic. That's a big sorry to stop yeah, you yeah. there, but that's that was like one of my sort of like points or questions. Like, how did you become like a self-made millionaire by the age of 30? Because when I saw that, I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, I wish I could be a yeah, millionaire. We all wish. Yeah, you okay. Need, we need all to work us up to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to this story. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, go uh, Yeah, so do you know what it is? The reality is, is there's a couple of things I'll say there in the, in the light of keeping it real. Number one, I'm writing a book about my life at the moment. Mm. A lot of it will be in the book. Yeah. So um, I'll let it come out in that process. Mm. I'm not going to turn around now and tell you I've already given you some hints. Mm. 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 What's the name of the book? The book is probably going to be called Focused Anger. Focused Focus Anger. Focused Anger, sorry. Focused Focus Anger. anger. Wow. Focus. Oh, wow. That's anger. very interesting. Focus anger. That's yeah. Considering. <laughs> I've already got the domain and I've written it. I've pretty much finished the book, but I'm just saying at the moment, I, I now have to go and learn how to mm. publish and sell on Amazon. How, how, does, how, what's, how does that process work? Like, you know, publishing a book, for example, do you sort of narrate it to like a, um, what do they call those people? It's a good point. You, you know, people that write write for you. Like a ghostwriter. Yeah. Do you, or do you actually write it yourself? What, how does it work? Right. So what I've done is I've read low. So I studied quite a few courses. There's, you know, pretty much anything you want to learn is online, right? Mm. So I've got like courses I bought. I haven't even finished yet, but there's a company called Udemy. I don't know if you know it or not. U-D-E-M-Y.com is blinding. You can, anything you want to learn, you can learn on there. Mm. And basically I've studied a course on how to self-publish and you can actually get apps where you can talk to the app and it will take like transcripts your words mm. and write the book for you. Wow. But to be honest with you, I find that I'm actually better at writing. I'm quite yeah. creative. So I just let my, my, my hand and my pen go. Mm. And it's an art to yeah. do it in a, in a written form. Okay. It's an art but to be able to um, interpret it like that rather than just speaking it. I mean, narrating could come, narrating usually comes in, a, in another form later on down the road. Mm. Um, but writing it out is literally straight from thought to paper, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It brings mm. the story more alive. It creates its own life. Yeah, and I think um, that the difference is obviously you have to decide, and this is coming back to your question, is if you're going to write a fiction book or a reality book. So mm -hmm. I'm, it's going to be, uh, I'm actually, if I'm honest with you, I'm, I could go either way now. I could make this a story based on my life. Like I need to get some advice yeah. or my life. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is what I'm saying is that from the moment I started working on the door in London, I was involved with high level guys. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to turn around and say, yeah, that everything was straight. Mm -hmm. I'd be lying. Mm -hmm. But that's about all I can say, really, because obviously yeah. Yeah. in the UK, you can't talk about things you haven't been away for without incriminating yourself. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 but yeah. basically, I've always been a grafter. I I got my seed money, pumped it into my sunbed shops and property. And in fact, actually, one thing, big shout out to Margaret Thatcher. The <laughs> thing that helped me massively. <laughs> Let me finish my point. Yeah. Yeah. Let me finish his point. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> the reason why... My property portfolio actually was off the back of, so the, the one I want to say positive from losing my mum was I inherited the right to buy, oh, the council yeah, no, right to buy. Oh, right. yes. So yeah. my yeah. first, the came in. yeah. Mm. So the, the house that she'd been, you know, that we'd been living in, the council house, I swapped that for somebody who wanted a three bedroom house for a two bedroom flat and some money. Mm. And just basically that first flat I bought was like, 45 grand in 92 when my mortgage was on it but then when i sold it was valued at 150 so do the maths yeah, yeah. It was like 125 bang and then that's what gave me the leg up and i just from then it was very easy because you yeah. could just find somewhere it didn't even have to be below market value buy it redecorate it and flip it and there you go so Crazy, basically it, i've just did my primary place of residence where i lived in each house and moved around them and built it up like that. And that's actually how I got started with nice. property. And I had the sunbed shops and back then they were massive. Mm. Like, mm. yeah, you know, you, you could print money. Yeah. Nowadays mm. it's different, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. are worried about skin cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you mentioned, um, you know, having all of that. 
do you want to go into because you did talk about your book obviously you look into put much of that into your book but how much can you sort of go into you know when things started to go downhill a bit yeah okay so basically what happened is is in 2006 this is where i made the mistake of so I, we moved to dubai i was already coming and going in 2005 and I was offered, offered a, a business opportunity out there to run like a medical evacuation business with a, with another guy I met that was XSAS. Yeah, not not to cut you, sorry. Yeah, what was it. what was Dubai like in two thousand and five? Because we know Dubai now yeah. is it this looks is, like is, is the number one yeah, spot yeah. for everyone. It like, looks yeah. like heaven. But like, what was it like in two thousand and five? Right. So when we first went there, the only mall was Ibn Battuta Mall, and they would and well, I say the only that was the first main mall. They mm. just finished it when I moved out there. My first property was on. Um, Dubai Investment Park, the green community near Jebel Ali. And basically there was like that and they were just building Mall of the Emirates where the okay. ski slope was. So that's where it was. Sheikh Zayed mm. Road was didn't have the speed cameras at the time and it was basically Sheikh Zayed Road, Al Wassel, Emirates Road. So... Yeah, it was very different. Yeah. It was mm. I thought it was wow. amazing then. Seriously. But mm. Oh really? We left in so we we lived there for six years. Yeah. Left in two thousand and eleven. So to to because it's a a massive story from oh six to two thousand and eleven, like <laughs> what happened. I was yeah. running around all over the world. Africa, working in Africa, avoiding 419 fraudsters and all kinds <laughs> of things. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro. I, I know one of you some nah, brother, right? Man, <laughs> nah, <laughs> We've got to cut that. We've got to stop that. Stigma, man. Nah, we'll stop that, man. Nah, 419, I mean, it's not exclusive to Africa. I just wanted to make you laugh. Yeah, yeah I know yeah, what you're yeah, saying, yeah. but... You know. What's the 419? Listen, You don't know what 419 is? No. Oh, my no. days. Okay, no. that's that's okay. off the pod. You get me? We'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, what happened is, is yeah. It, to, <laughs> oh my yeah, days! To keep it real, I don't have ego. I'm one of the things that I'm very good at is owning my mistakes. Yeah. Because ultimately, you're only on the planet for fifty to eighty years. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. what have you got to lose? I, like, and you can't grow if you don't own your mistakes. Yeah. So, mm. what I did wrong was number one, sold all my property in the UK, and then brought the money to Dubai, oh. started flipping it and doing well at first, but it was like monopoly. And then what happened is as a recession kicked in, so I was buying big apartment buildings off plan and you could sell them off plan. People just had to pay the 25% deposit. Mm -hmm. But then when a the recession came in, people were just like, uh, mm. they're, they're, they're done. Like they weren't mm. committing. But in the UAE, when you sign to something, you can't you just close your limited yeah. company. You're gone. So mm. it was one of them where basically that was... 2010-11 was when I was why I had to leave mm. but during that period basically I probably tried three four five different businesses that just failed really I just mm. failed to the point of using all my money losing it all trying to keep this empire alive of companies and employees mm. when really again the gift of hindsight if all I had to do was just fire everybody get my money together go back to the UK and just start buying properties again that mm. would have been the answer but yeah, yeah you only know that now looking oh, back yeah. that's mm. that's interesting man that's interesting um yeah i mean what do you guys have to say what do you guys have to say any any f questions you have for alex i'm very jealous because it seems like you've literally traveled the world yeah thank you um it's always you know what it was growing up in stanwell you're in the shadow of the airport so actually, my whole life from about 2 to 11, when we left there, I, you would hear the planes 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 times a day because you're on the flight path. So mm. I think that just, you know, it kind of appealed to my adventurous spirit. And at some stage, I just decided that I wanted to travel the world. Mm. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of it I haven't seen. But um, I think that's one of the things I loved about being in Dubai at the time. Mm. You know, it's like four hours to here, four hours to there. Mm. It's mm. close to Asia, six hours to the Philippines, six hours to Thailand. Mm. So, you know, yeah, I have been, I've always, I've always made travel a priority, you know, mm. and I think that's one of my gifts is that I, I'm quite good at communicating with people from anywhere in the world. Uh, have you been there since, like yep. recently? So I'll bridge quickly to where we are. So yeah. what happened is, is 2011, lost everything mm. and had to leave the uh, Dubai, return mm. to the UK. And then basically I came back to the UK with nothing, young family to support, wife and two sons. And I won't make excuses. The problem is, is again, with the hindsight, all I had to do was sign on or go and work on a building site. But 
that wasn't for me. Mm. I made a few mistakes and ended up in prison for the first time in oh. my life for drugs at the age of 40. That's so 2013, crazy. 10 years ago, January 2013, I was banged up. Mm. And what happened is is that journey was a was a massive turning point for me because mm. I woke up on remand in like January 2013 and I just, I remember waking up once and I was woken up, I'm on the bottom bunk of this bunk bed, toed up with some other guy who was all right actually. And you, I was, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I was like, is this a dream? A like, dream is, this, is this a nightmare right. or is it a dream? Or I couldn't believe what, where the last 10 years had gone. I'd been on this amazing journey mm. of having nothing to being a millionaire, to losing it all and being in prison. And that after- so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And after, what, after that, like it took about a week for me to get my head around it. One, I'm lucky I, I tackle and handle problems quite well. I think I get that from my mum. I'm very lucky. She was a very mm. resilient woman. Mm. And um, I just realised like, Right, once the paperwork started coming through and because these crazy co-defendants, like they weren't even mates, it was just, I was introduced to them, when I met them, they were under observation, I've walked into their problem anyway, done. So wow. the point is, is that as soon as the paperwork came through and I started studying it, my whole, and then I started to see where I was at, I realized, right, okay, this is the situation. If you go on trial and lose, this guy is gonna give you 20 years or 15. If you go guilty and you you know, you know work the, the genuine angles you can, ex-Royal Marine, father, mm. no formal criminal record for drugs. And then basically just did that and then was mm. working on getting out as soon as possible. What, what would you say, like it took, what was the, let's say the biggest lesson you learned during that period in, in prison, like what are the things which you feel you left there, which you always keep for the rest of your life sort of thing? Great question. Yeah. I'll tell you what, and this is what I, I really want to work on trying to help people with. From the moment I knew I wasn't busting that case, yeah. for me it was all about making sure I turned that into a positive, that no matter what, I was coming out of that prison with more than I went in with. Mm. And to the extent that people, if prison's a funny world because Anybody from the street or from the world, there'll be like even if you've never been away, you'll go away and there'll be like twenty people that know someone you know. So mm. it's very easy mm. to get sidetracked with bullshit yeah. and yeah. to get caught up in stuff that's wasting your time. Yeah. I'm lucky because when I'm in a situation, so to answer your question, basically, I just decided right, this is either going to break me or make me, mm. and there's no way it's breaking me. You've survived too many things already, Alex. Yeah. So I just went on a mission, and anybody that knows me that was banged up will tell you straight. All I did was went to the gym, play chess and study and read books. I wasn't interested in yeah. all these other people playing cards, gambling, like networking, talking about. I didn't mm. talk to any of them because I was disgusted that mm. I could have came from where I came from, made that all, lost mm. it all. And my wife and kids are outside and mm. all these people who like I helped, where were they? And this is the mm. other thing you find out. And mm. anyone that's been to prison will tell you that, you find out who your friends are. Oh mm. yeah. So, but people basically, in answer to your question, most people waste their fucking time in prison. I didn't mm. waste my time. I put the TV under the bed and I read over 300 books, taught myself Spanish. That's good. So That's that good, is man. what came from it from me yeah. and I turned it to my advantage. With yeah. I know prison can be a sticky place because I've, well, <clears throat> not to go into detail because it was work related. Mm -hmm, I sure. did go on a visit um, and literally as soon as you get in there, you can sense the feeling there is just the like... atmosphere. Yeah, yeah the atmosphere. I, I, do you I'm, know what I'm saying? Everybody's sort yeah. of down yeah. and then you see other people getting visits from family and stuff like that. Yeah. And they kind of like, obviously they're normal, but they're having conversations about what's been happening. Mm. Mm. And then as soon as, you know, that bell goes, it's like some of them are crying, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a world within a world. Yeah. yeah. That's it's like what a it bubble. Is. Yeah. Because, I've, yeah. Go on. No, I was just going to say, like, I remember when I was, uh, I can't remember what year I was in, in primary school where we had like a prison visit. Uh, when you we did? Wow. Yeah. And this what, was when kids? We were kids? Children? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your kids must have been really naughty. Give me a teach. Because they were doing, like in primary school, they do like different ones. So you can go and see the, um, go to a fire station. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Like stuff like that. yeah, yeah. So we went to the prison and I remember, yeah, I got in there. I was just like, I want to go. Like your child. I saw I saw someone it's so blurry, it was like years ago, but I remember seeing someone locked up, banged up behind 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. staring at me. I was like, wait, oh, why, would they, why would they take children to what would what did they want to? Okay, was it like this is you don't want to be here, sort of thing? Shock, yeah. shock tactic. Yeah, yeah. Sort of shock I don't have a reason. Yeah, yeah. That's, what yeah. that's what I'm saying. Julius's yeah. group must have been really, really naughty. The, you guys must have been the naughty children. <laughs> 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 you guys are naughty. That's why they took you there. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, I, I can't I remember so. what the reason was. It was years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was a young, oh young. The Breakfast Club. That's but yeah, but, but yeah, but one yeah. So I tell you what, prison's a funny experience because yeah. So this is one of the you, you learn and you notice a lot of things. So bullet points, for example, there's someone on every rung on a ladder, mm. from the worst to the most incredible people you'll ever meet in your life. Like mm. people that so you got your rock physiques that you don't see anywhere but on movies or in prison. People that are deadlifting and benching weights you can't do on the out without and they're not even on steroids. Yeah. So you've got all of that. You've got some incredibly gifted people inside. Everybody like not everybody but it seems that like 99.9% of people go prison Get and hench. They, they come out looking like the Hulk, like yeah, yeah. I think because well, there's not much else. To yeah, there isn't like really much else to do. Or to you get me? Do something which stimulates you mentally, mm. right? That's true. And you I see feel the physical and mental. Mm. Yeah. What I heard, anyways, when you're in there, you have to have like an imposing figure. So you, that's why you go to go to the that's gym. That's how you get jumped. Yeah. What do you mean, jumped? What are you talking about? <laughs> you just got to like, you know, he knows what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It is still law So why you have to bulk right? up so that other people don't walk up to you because you look intimidating. Yeah. I think that's part of it. But to, mm. I mean, that to be honest with you, look, um, first of all, I'm going to say that because my um, sentence was five years, I'm not going to sit here and say like, I went to all these nutty dispersals. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I was yeah. lucky. Mm, yeah. I had a strategy stuck to it and got the hell out of there. Mm. My point is, is, I will say this now for anyone listening, anyone that knows and has been to places like Swellside, Belmarsh, Whitemore and all those dispersals, different ball game entirely because yeah. you mm. could go in for something, be well out of your league and your life, you could have an extremely different experience to what I had. So I'm very aware that don't get me wrong, in prison, when you have, this is the crazy thing about prison, I, because I've been in the military, I can see so many correlations, right? Mm. Like, it, uh, because I was a Royal Marine, that's like the hardest infantry training in the world. And it's the same, it's like- The hardest, you reckon? Supposed to be, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's the longest, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, when it's a bad day in the military and in prison, there's no comparison on the out. And it's the same that, when you laugh in there, I can honestly say I probably haven't laughed as hard on things on the outside because the extremes of things like, mm. so I'll, I'll give you a story, right? Here's, mm. here's an example of, which is a, probably a normal bad day for a lot of people. Yeah. So let's say once I think I was in Wandsworth, um, we're supposed to get, so you're on 23 and one bang up. So that's 23 hours in your cell, one hour out a day, mm -hmm. yeah? And that's in a BCAC prison it's normally yeah. like yeah. that now what can happen is this is what i'm saying it's a world within a world right mm -hmm. all the all the laws the human rights laws in the uk they kind of get swept under the rug in prison so if you're supposed to be let out to shower phone your family and then when you get out it just happens to kick off on the wing bang the buzzer goes you're back behind your door and sometimes because of lack of staff that might be till the monday so for three days you've been banged up that's yeah. just normal so you get wow. used to that kind of stuff, you know? So it's things wow. like that. What's about your mentality? Well, you, you got, you got to have a strong mentality. And I think the people like me that, and it's, you know, that loads of people in prison that are just disciplined. They don't smoke. They just go to the gym. If you've at least got that, you're good. It's mm -hmm. the people that, that, that are weak that, you know, they, they like, let's say for example, even something as small as smoking, mm -hmm. right? So if you don't, if you're thinking, if you haven't got people on the out that are helping you, supporting you, then this is how they get into debt with people where it's like ticking burn. So they're, you know, they're like, oh, because it's that weakness, that fact yeah, of yeah. you're asking another human being to give you some tobacco yeah. for a week mm. and then you've got to pay them one. Now you, know, you owe them. Mm. Well, it's, it's just, it's a business. So, you know, it yeah. goes on to this day. It is what it is. It's uh, the bartering system in prison. So let's say it's burn is in packs, right? But... You, you know, it used to be double bubble in the 90s. So they, they give you like a packet, you've got to give them back two. Now it's like 1.5. Mm. But just the fact of not having that puts you in the top 5% of people in prison mentally. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. little, and it's little things like people go to prison. It's so easy to get caught up in the world. If you could make money when you're in there. But for me, it's always the bigger picture. Mm. That's small time. Out, this is not real. So it's sometimes mm. you got to be able to keep your mind focused on that yeah, and not yeah, get caught up yeah. with things. But the same as like when I can remember this time when 
we was um I was they moved me to this prison up north called Stockholm against my will and I didn't have any family visits for six months because I wouldn't I refused to see anyone until I got moved and eventually it worked. They let okay. me out. But during that time, that prison was hardcore in the fact the food was awful, the regime, it, so it's supposed to be a C-cat prison, but it was like a high security B-cat. But even during that, I had some incredible laughs because mm. there'd be things like, there was a guy they moved onto the wing. I remember he was banging his door all night long to get out and the security, there was because, sorry, the guards, they were low on staff. They were like, you gotta wait till Monday anyway. So this old boy has just banged his plastic cup or whatever it was against mm. and smashing his chair against the table, against the door, sorry. He probably had mental health problems or whatever. He should have been on a hospital wing. Yeah. Yeah. The point is, is you can imagine now you're on a wing with 300, 400 men that are telling him to shut the F up. Yeah. And he's all, and it was Can't all night long. Yeah. Now, first of all, I'm laughing, Drunk but then now crazy. it's like two, three. You want to sleep. So you don't sleep all night. Yeah. And then what happens is, oh, I'm going to kill you. So everybody's talking about they're going to kill him. And then the next morning on, I think it was a Sunday morning, because we had to put up with this for two nights. It's like, oh you hear God. the keys go, the doors go. Now, they don't let us out because they know he's going to attack People are going to deal with yeah. him, yeah? Yeah, yeah? So then the next thing you hear is, ah, like the screws are bending him up and they're dragging him down the stairs. So, you know, it's just it's these wow. kind of things you laugh at. Yeah, it's crazy though, man. It's not real life. It's, it's like not. a bubble sort of yeah. scenario. You it's know. a world within a world. Julius, yeah, you had a question you wanted to ask, didn't you? The about, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've asked it. You yeah, 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 yeah. You said. Oh, let's well, I have a question. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, know how cryptocurrency factors into your your business life or your journey. Cool. So I'll finish the the because the you can see the prison element. Even though it's crazy, it's still something that far from proud of. But I'm proud of how I turned it round. Yeah. And I'm also, it's like there's no point trying to hide it. It's my I look at it as a like a unique selling point. The fact of the matter is, I've got nothing to hide. I'm someone that people who have been away can relate to, and I'm saying that there's nothing special about me. I just know how to turn my anger into energy. Mm. So mm. when I was away, ironically at that, uh, what happened is I, I first came across Robert Kiyosaki's books when I was working in the library, yeah. and that just blew my mind. And I've always liked reading anyway. So What's what the book I, about? So the first book of Robert Kiyosaki's is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Okay. But he's, then his next book is Cash Flow Quadrant, and mm. then it's... Um, uh, guide to invest in then it's retire young retire rich anyway he's got about six books I've read them all about ten times so what okay. is it, what is what is exact what is it about exactly? Julius yeah, yeah. Sum, I mean, summarize it for me yeah. don't give me tell three, us three tell us yeah, give me like 30 seconds tell us what summary about. yeah yeah the the rich dad um, poor dad book I think I'll just um, simply say it's just giving you like I'll say it's a mindset book so it gives okay. you sort of like sort of a business aspect in terms of how you could implement business strategies within your life. Okay. Yeah, so, it, you know, it talks about, because he's got a strong uh, property background as well. Um, it just gives you sort of like tips in terms of like cash flow strategies, um, how you can... Um, basically benefit assets from, and I, liabilities I was just gonna yeah. say that <laughs> <laughs> no no I mean I'm helping you out yeah, yeah. yeah. assets right yeah. points is basically yeah. rich dad poor dad is the bible of personal finance mm. so it's the book that everyone on the planet yeah. it, it doesn't just relate to, to men does it no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> he's actually got um <laughs> so his, his, his wife is going yeah. now oh, is so there's a rich mum poor rich dad poor dad so the concept behind the story is so his, he had a mentor that was his best friend's father that yeah. was a self-made multi-multi-millionaire yeah. businessman in property mm, yeah. in mm. Hawaii. Mm. And his real dad was a teacher, the poor mm. dad. Mm. So it was okay. like him balancing the advice between his poor dad, yeah. the teacher, and his rich dad. And they were both very opposite. Oh, wow. So that's what, you know, the book will basically, what it does is bridges the gap between what they don't tell you at school and what you need to know yes. in the real yeah. world. Yeah, yes. basically. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's yeah, bridges that yeah. gap. Exactly. <laughs> that's the, that's the way. Yeah. Can I ask you, have you heard of Sam Bankman Freed? Of course I have. You yeah. have? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're about to have conversations. We'll get, okay, we'll get back to that. So, <laughs> bullet points I was are, waiting for that. Like, when <laughs> I yeah, we'll, fi we'll finish on that because then I'll start with yeah, the yeah. news, yeah? Okay. So, during um, my time away, I started reading every book I could find. That Every book of Robert Kiyosaki's would signpost another book. And I just followed the clues. So, okay. that's what started the journey to reading these 300 books. Mm -hmm. And during that journey, that's where I, I learned about trading, which started out as Forex trading. Mm -hmm. And then I basically, because I think that 
human beings, you attract what you're looking for, right? Yeah. So I ended up meeting a couple of guys along my journey that were traders. And one of them mentored me and put me on the journey. And he basically, it's, it's crazy because it seems, that seems like a lifetime ago. But 2014 for like a year, he would make me paper trade. So he would tell me how to do that. So I was already learning how to trade before I came out. Mm. And then when I came out, like, ironically, I was first told about Bitcoin in 2013, wasn't on it, wasn't oh. interested. And then 2015, when I came out, I was just working on a building site, still continuing to study. I started a Rich Dad coaching um, program for 18 months, which was um, all about your personal finance. So I started off, did that for like 18 months. And then all of a sudden, just crypto just came on my radar because I was trading. Mm. I was going on webinars, seminars, conferences, networking. Like so did you invest? So I did, and I had, and I did have some very great early successes. And if I'm honest with you, in 2017 in particular, anybody really during that year, if you've been in the game, you'd have to have been an idiot not to have made money. But well, I yeah. gave a lot well, back as well. Time it was a hype, wasn't it? Yeah. And then a year later, the crash started happening. So, yeah. um, how how did you make? How did you use crypto? to like work for you i know cryptos cryptocurrency is very unpredictable um volatile is a better word but volatile you know you're coming from um, um with uh mm. with, with its transparency and its fluctuations within the currency market um how did you make it work for you got it yeah i'll, I'll get your question in that form okay yeah. so it's a great question and i'll and how i'll answer that is so I've now be, built a business where I teach people mm -hmm. what not to do and what to do. Okay. So basically, again, remember I said to you earlier, I've got no ego. I came out and within like three years, I'd already made a crazy amount of money oh. and then proceeded to give most of it, like 50%, 60% back because I'm still learning something. Gave it new back? Yeah, because the problem is, is right. It's very easy to trade on paper, but what's difficult, I'll, I'll answer your question in a minute, but mm. the hardest thing about trading is the emotional side of it. Mm. It isn't the actual technical side. Mm. It's that part of it's quite easy, and apparently women make better traders than men because you've got better control Position, of yeah. the emotional side of it. Mm. So you may be, it's simple things. There's also a, a fact of, I'll come back to your question, so look, volatility, equals risk risk is mm -hmm. where there is reward right yeah. if you leave your money in the bank there's no risk there's no growth. but there's no growth and yeah. the reality is is silent inflation's about eight percent a year so your 100 pounds is worth 92 at the end of a yes. year mm -hmm. so that's risky but according to rich dad in the program i did you have to have three plans yeah mm -hmm. a yeah. secure plan uh, which is basically so the secure plan for example would be you need to have six months worth of your bills in your savings account and then, for example, a property paying, whatever your secure plan is, yeah? Mm -hmm. Then you've got, um, um, so secure comfort plan. Mm -hmm. So the comfort plan might be right. I want to have five properties earning a passive income of a thousand pounds each. Okay. Or let's say 10, and then you're making 10 grand a month. Mm -hmm. And then you want a hundred grand in your savings account, for example. That's your comfortable plan. Then your wealth plan or rich plan is the top one. So all I do now is, well, everything I've learned, from 2013 till now mm -hmm. is all together in my head and I put that into my course. Oh, nice. So mm -hmm. to, to answer your question, what I do now is I t I've got five strategies and ways of making money in, in the markets now, mm -hmm. okay? One's for cash flow. One is for finding 50 to 100x gems that mm -hmm. are like massive high risk. Some are medium risk, some are high risk, but ma you know, you put in a small amount of money, you can make a load of money. Third, passive income via staking. Um, fourth, swing trading, so you can grow a massive long-term portfolio. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth, fifth one is one I'm missing. Um, passive income, staking sets. It'll come oh, to come, you. It'll worry. come back to me. It'll anyway, come yeah. back to you. But basically, mm -hmm. the point is, is if there's no volatility, there's no reward, right? Mm -hmm. And now touching on what I think you're talking about is, I guess, like anything in life, right? Because of the experience I've got, I've seen a lot of these horror stories and things come and go. I remember 2016 when Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan, mm -hmm. was was basically trying to destroy Bitcoin, mm. crypto. Why? Because it undermines the banks. It's a threat. Mm. And now looks what look what's happening. They're coming up with central bank digital currencies. Because yeah. mm. unless you turn the internet off, you can't kill it. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. Mm. So it's not going anywhere. And so, I believe so that. You, mm. So you think that the um, the the current currency, or say the current receipt which is the British pound, is stronger than 
the cryptocurrency no at all no 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 you think it's the other way yes yeah, so cryptocurrency so, so you think there's money. a future in cryptocurrency well there, well, there is because Pretty much i think so doesn't the... some bankman freed sorry doesn't doesn't there's some bankman freed in ftx using that as an example isn't that like a warning that right, it's so not really no i just smashed that away now like okay. serena williams watch this backhand you ready <laughs> 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 Dirty love. So look, first of all, let me give you some quick pointers. Okay. Fiat money, which is the pounds, the no yeah, the dollar, dollar bills. But yeah. So that's fiat money, dollar right? Dollar bills, yeah. Yo. Yeah. So it, basically, back in the day, that used to be backed by silver or gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's not, that's right? Yeah. yeah. Nixon took the dollar off the gold reserve in 1972, and that began where we are now. It's so pretty much worthless if you look at it. Yep. Well, yeah, it's a and receipt. Also, it's just a receipt. There's yeah. videos online if you. Look how small the writing is now. It yeah, says, I promise to pay the bearer. Yeah. Yeah. You try chopping that in for X amount of silver or gold at the Bank of England. It's not worth They'll it. close the door on your face. Yeah. The video's online. Yeah. Yeah. So this is basically, what it is, is this is debt and mm. we oh. yeah. back it up. Yeah. 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 So that's the reality of fiat money. Yeah. The problem is, is whoever was or is Satoshi Nakamoto, they created, what he created was incredible. But unfortunately, it's like, how can businesses, i.e. banks, mm -hmm. that have got so much money, and really the people with the real power, they're not on the rich list, they're not interested. No, they don't no. Want not on the rich list so in the background. So what it is, is that you can't, like, they, I can't, I'm not one of those, I've met a lot of evangelists that are like, yeah, they're going to bring down the banks, don't be silly. You're not going to bring down <laughs> institutions <laughs> that are thousands of yeah, years old. Yeah, it's crazy. The banks, the banks, I feel... Only once the banks have a proper hold on it would they then introduce it into general as a general form of uh, I don't think payment the bank methods. wants to introduce I feel like they want to have some sort of regulation around it the, mm. because the, the, because the pound, it? Let, let's come back to your point because I, I don't want to not answer what you said so look you basically cash is risky right mm -hmm. it's like anything I'm trying to think of let's say for example I don't know maybe it's not a great example but when I was younger I used to go clubbing and I was into hip-hop from a young age I was a breaker and I used to go to clubs in London where people were like, are you mad? Like Tim Westwood Live to London, <laughs> where I was the only person that looked like me in there, yeah? Mm. yeah? So basically, but then when you, what I'm trying to say is, so someone might see that as risky, but for me, I just love the music. And yeah, so, yeah. so you, you, you get it. It's like when you understand, so you know how to move, you know how to look, you know how to hold yourself and just be real. So it's with crypto, it's like, well, as long as you understand what not to do, what yeah. to do, and th that the simplest thing to do often is the opposite to the herd. Mm. So when everyone else was buying, we were selling, we were selling. Mm. and vice versa. Like there's a lot of people at the moment now believe the bull market's returned. This year is a bit different, but I don't personally think it is. I think this is, we've had a pump, a bear market rally. So in a, in a bear market, when the prices are going down, the rallies are aggressive. Mm. So what, it, what I'm saying is after six, seven years now of studying it, to me, it, I know how to it's move within it. Yeah. And as long as you know the rules of the game, mm -hmm. you can make a lot of money. Yeah. But, but you, you know cryptocurrency, they change the rules all the time. Who's they? Well... Who is That's there? A good question. Answer the question. <laughs> no, but no, no, what it is is because but at the if moment, cryptocurrency works in a form that everybody holds, um, everybody holds um, information, right? And if one information changes, um, then you can source out whoever. Then whoever's making the rules, I guess whoever invented it is the only one who can change the rules. No, but basically, what to see at the moment, what you've got is this is why I think you'll enjoy your the journey when we finish. I'll tell you a couple of things to look into and, and research. So, for example, there's a cryptocurrency called Cardano. You may or may yeah, have heard I know of. about Cardano. So, yeah. the uh, Cardano is massive in trying to bank the unbanked, and they're all over Africa. Mm -hmm. So, what it is is you got to realize that how I view this, and most other long-term investors like me is. This so crypto now. So the, the Google, the Fang stocks, Facebook, Amazon, mm -hmm. mm. and Netflix, Google. The main players now in 10 years' time will be household names like that. Okay, it's as simple as that. It's like the dot com boom, yeah, yes. 20 years down the line. Okay. So, you think it's it, sustainable that I much mean, at that the moment? There's the, at the moment, Bitcoin's the best performing asset of the last 10 years, mm. so it's proven itself that okay. the, the, like what, the, like Jay Z says, men lie, women lie, money like the numbers yeah. don't, right? numbers don't. yeah. The numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. So then what will happen to the British pound in terms of currency? I mean, it, for, for me, it's one of them where there's there's a lot of books out there and there's also some really good um, videos on YouTube. There's a guy called Mike Maloney. You want to look at his channel. He's got amazing 
um, videos, like animated videos that he teaches so many topics about gold, silver, inflation, mm. way better than I can. Okay. And it's really interesting to watch. So every apparently every 50 to 70 years, we have a currency collapse. Mm -hmm. I believe we're going through that now, but I fear that the banks and the, you know, the Federal Reserve Bank and the IMF and all these people that are really screwing us up are unfortunately going to just utilize the blockchain technology and create mm. central bank digital currencies, yeah. which will be worse. And this people That's don't realize- That's really bad. Way, let me tell you the difference, yeah? The difference between now is if let's say you're self-employed, and you, you know, you can offset and do X, Y, Z, and you can your accountant does your books. Mm. You give them your receipts, and that gets taken off. If they are successful in doing what I believe they want to, you won't even have to get a saying on the matter. Mm. They'll just go do 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 do. You owe us that bang and take it out of your account. Yeah, done. Basically, yeah. It's yeah. not good, but basically. it is what it is. It's crazy. Mm. And so, and also cryptocurrencies. I guess you could argue it's bad for the environment as well. So how how will that work? Because you think about UK mining. Well, they, it takes a lot of energy to like. Oh, yes, yeah, a valid the, point. The, the, um, the power. What's it called? What's it called? Um, Fossil fuel. Mining. 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 Okay, mining. Okay, okay. So, so electricity yeah. and stuff. Okay. Actually, how will that work with the British? The new <coughs> laws regarding eco. What if British? You know when yeah. when you I know. first found about Bitcoin and I found you could mine it, <laughs> I was considering yes. it. And then, I, <laughs> and then. And you can make money from. Yeah, mining. and then when mining I found out how much so energy much now is hard. How much energy it actually takes? I was like, no, no, no. There's yeah, the thing is crazy. there's so many other ways. Again, what it is at the moment, it's on your radar, but you're scratching the surface yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of what you can do with it. Like I could spend a week, or let, let's not even exaggerate and say 24 hours blowing your mind of showing you. It's like anything, right? Mm. When it's not on your radar, you don't know about it. The second someone shows you, oh, it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. In a month's time, it's like that with knowledge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just becomes obvious, like any great invention. Mm. It's like, well, it's obvious, but that's the point. It's... When you know it, it is obvious. Mm. But until you dive in and play mm. with it, it's always going to be something that is a little bit intimidating. Or yeah. unfortunately, you're going to more listen to the news. Yeah. But I don't watch the news yeah. ever. Mm. Yeah. ever. Ever? Ever? Nope, ever. never. Oh, I wow. stopped watching the news years ago. The, the news. And, and, you know, <laughs> you don't want it. the last Do of us. No, no. Do you know what it is, though? He's got, he's got a good point because the news sort of enhances fear well yeah. it's, so it's, it's, it's like, already um yeah. it's already the, the news is already um altered isn't yeah. it yeah. it's mm. altered to create an audience a certain agenda really. yes yeah so when we watch the news you're not necessarily listening to the news as it is mm. um unless it's yeah. from, like one of those propaganda Mm. Yeah, but if you look at CNN and Al Jazeera, they show polar opposites Two of the same things. thing. They do. Yeah. I remember I, I, when I lived in Dubai, it's crazy. You watch yeah. CNN and they're pro this, and then Al Jazeera's pro that. Yeah. It's the yeah. same story, but from this perspective or from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, yeah. man. It's crazy. I'll say one thing before I forget. You mentioned Sam Bankman Freed earlier. Yes. Mm. So first and foremost, because what you were saying about your your what you was beginning to say was basically words to the effect of isn't that bad or that's just noise. So the money, the amount of money that Sam Bankman Freed lost, yeah, was something like a, a tenth of what Jay of what Lehman Brothers lost in two thousand and eight. Mm. It doesn't even compare. Mm. But you see how they'll use it as a narrative. Oh, cryptos for drug dealers, cryptos for terrorists. Yeah. It's the biggest, the biggest, what is the biggest denomination on the planet for criminals and money laundering? I don't know, money. man. The US dollar. The US, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still to this day, Google it. US mm. dollar. Do you see what I'm saying? So when you understand the narratives and the angles that they play, that's how you can learn to make money in crypto. Because there's the, the, the thing, buy the rumor, sell the news. Mm. A lot of times people say, oh, have you heard about this coin? And because of who it is that's telling me, I'm like, sweet, I'm shorting it. And then I'll go online, look at it, yeah, bang, it's had a massive pump, and then I'll just short it. So it's just taking that kind of contrarian approach where you know how to play the game, yeah? Mm. yeah. So it's, he's just a blip, basically. It's a blip. That's what I believe. Blip, blip, okay. blip, 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 blip. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But yeah, I feel um, what we've done, we um, put together some quizzes. You know, just a few questions, you know, Love nothing it. too, you know, nothing crazy. too harmful. But um who wants to who wants to start? I think how are we gonna do this? Two questions each? A question each. Well anyone can start. It's anyone a general knowledge type of quiz, so it's cool. not on one specific thing. Wicked. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Go for it. Who won two thousand and twenty ones? Do I say right? Sports, yeah. Sports personality of the year. 
Oh, wow, this is, this is, this is impressionist. <laughs> I don't know what you've got to give me a clue. Are we talking about British? Or yeah, I'll give you a clue. Yeah, it's British. Yeah, yeah, BBC. BBC. Her first name is Emma. Wow. No, who? My son would know this. Does anyone watch the sports personality? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't watch that, man. It's like the only show on TV. I watch it. I watch it a bit. I watch it a bit. I'm guessing. I have got no clue. Okay, it's Emma Raducanu. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. I don't. Right. Okay. Do you watch Peaky Blinders? I do. Okay. Me. I know. Okay. Bring it. All right. I love Peaky okay. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a I watch a box set on Netflix once in a while. Binge, mm. then that's it. Back to graph. Right. Are they going to release a new season? Or are they done? I hope so. Because I'm waiting. Like I'm waiting yeah. for forever for it. Mm. Okay. Go for it. In Peaky Blinders, what product does Alfie Solomon's make in his warehouses in Camden? Is it gin? No. Whiskey. No. Oh. Last. What's guess. the only other option? Hold on yeah. a second, because <laughs> he's he he made a called Fingerjig made gin Doug. in Birmingham. Dig. Okay. Doug. Oh my. Go through the alcohol and come back. No. Nah, that's rum, 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 rum. Yeah, I knew it was alcohol anyway. All right, cool. So, what currency is used in Denmark? Krona. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Good. Good. Um. Who beat Anthony Joshua in 2021 to become heavyweight champion of the world? What's he called, your man? Um, what's it? Um, what's he called? Tyson Fury? No. no. Nah. Oh no, I'm Klitschko. Nah. Klitschko. Nah. Nah. Name starts with an O. No. Be guessing. You said. You said. You said. O L E. Oh, we've we've said yeah, that. we've already <laughs> said. <you laughs> said. Oh, let's are you are you into your boxing or? I I used to be a cage fighter, so when oh, I cage, so I know okay. a little bit, but little to bit. be honest, when I'm when I'm not on it, I live it. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Are you more I'm focused. MMA sort of. Yeah, but to be honest, right now, I'm only focused on, on crypto okay. and my cool. business, mm. property and crypto. I'm literally shut everything else out. Everything That's why I don't yeah. watch television. Cool, cool. Mm -hmm. um, at which venue is the British Grand Prix held? The British Grand Prix driving. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Silverstone. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. I should know that because I like Formula One. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. I want to answer this one. Okay. All right, go yeah. ahead. What technology is the cryptocurrency based on? Um, we've we've got multiple choice. Pretty straight okay, yeah. <laughs> is, is it um, either blockchain, photometrics, or krypton? Blockchain. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Even I know that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In, in what form can cryptocurrency be stored? Three options. In the form of gold coins, hmm. as encrypted information in a chain of computers, and last is as information on the user's electronic wallet and an encrypted copy on a central cryptocurrency server. The M1. Okay. That's correct. Which one? The um, yeah. C. It's stored on the block. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's not C. Sorry. No, no, it's not C. It's is B. Is as an encrypted information <laughs> in a chain of computers. Oh, it's, okay, fine. Yeah, but it's the way that it was worded was a bit confusing. Okay, but cool. The basic crypto is always stored on the blockchain. Yeah. Where, however you interface with it, whether it's a cold wallet or is that's just like a key that opens the door to the blockchain. So yeah, yeah. it's stored yeah. on the blockchain. Blockchain is like a security measure, basically. Blockchain is uh, it's like the Matrix. It's yeah. behind, it's that, Whatever. the framework yeah, behind yeah, the yeah. scenes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Which currency was the most expensive at the end of 2017? You just answered that. Crypt one. Which cryptocurrency? At the end of 2017? Yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 19,997 was the peak wow. in December 2017. Wow. Yeah. And then it flew through to 69 November 2019, 2021, sorry. Crazy. Okay. So the next, so what I'm, here's a little tip for you now, yeah. I don't even think about selling my altcoins, so altcoins are every other coin but Bitcoin, yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. until Bitcoin blows through its former all-time high. Mm. Just that alone there, yeah. Mm -hmm. While the coin is still alive and not dead, when Bitcoin makes a new all-time high, and everyone, you ta when the taxi driver starts talk, and people that don't even know anything start saying, "Have you heard about that?" That's when you need to sell. Okay. Mm. You get it? Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. So when they find out about the coin, then you need to sell the coin. Well, what I'm saying is, if it's Joe Public, when Joe Public, yeah, knows about it. talking okay. about okay. it. That's one indicator. And secondly, is when Bitcoin blows through its former all-time high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, so yeah. it was 70k roughly. 
yeah. the next all-time car is going to be 100k yeah, minimum. Yeah. No, so I, then you know there's no. So that's how. That's one simple way. So of, the popular gets the more dissolved. It becomes for. It's only a few people that can afford it, basically, yeah, when it basically. gets to a certain. With yeah. Bitcoin, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of it, yeah. Okay, the, le- the, ne- the last two questions would be uh, would you rather questions? Mm. Sorry, yeah, would you rather? Yeah. Go then. Should I? So, okay. yeah, would you rather have lots of money with no free time <laughs> or lots of free time and little money? Bang. The first one because you could just outsource and delegate all the tasks you don't want that's to do. That's a good answer. Okay, so okay, all cool. right, okay. <laughs> that's thinking out the box. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Go for the third option. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Um, I could do the last one. All right, yeah, cool. Do the last one. Um, knowing what you know about cryptocurrency and the way it penetrates our current currency, its success and its um destruction. If you were to win the lottery today, would you rather place one million of your winnings into cryptocurrency now? or invest it elsewhere like a business or property? Great question. How much have I won? One million. million. One million? Yeah. 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 Easy. Put 250, put 250 into property, for example, in two... Um, shall I put 250 into property? Mm. Um, no, no, you don't, no, you no, don't no, have... You don't split. You don't split. You split. Whole million. million in this. Gonna go million. Yeah, or. but that's just like to go in against everything I've learned in no, the last... No, 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 either or. <laughs> either, either or. or. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, either yeah. or. Yeah, yeah oh, that's fine. Then I can easily answer that. I'd put it into a stable coin, i.e. USDT, mm. and then the second my coin hits its entry target, I jump in, so it goes into crypto. Okay. Right. I'd just convert it into that's a stable coin. Okay, okay, cool. All right, that's that's interesting. The US... That's a fiat, isn't it? So basically a stable coin. What yeah. happened is, is um, when a lot of traders like myself around 2017, they, they've created the first stable coin, which I believe was Tether, USDT. Okay. So it's US dollar Tether. So what that means is it's tethered to the price of the dollar. So mm. one, one USDT is 0.99 cents. There's that one cent spread, right? Okay. So basically you the, the purpose being they came up with a way that people like me that are swing traders can realize your profits in USD mm-hmm. and then hold it in a crypto state, hold it in crypto. Because otherwise you'd have to cash up into GBP or USD. Mm. So you sell out into USDT, which is a stable coin, mm. and then you can set, so swing traders like me, you sell there, you set your buy order, you buy there. And then you just keep swinging in and out. So okay. that's why the stable coins are so popular because you don't have to cash up. You don't have to come back into your bank. And if you live offshore, for example, you're not a UK tax resident, mm-hmm. you then wouldn't have to pay any tax on your gains. Mm. You with me? All right. Wow. That's so insightful. It's a lot, no. but it was really good to have you on today. Thank I you. Like yes, thank you so really much. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. It yeah, was good. I, I, was good. I, I was just blown away, man. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, the knowledge, I'm going to watch this Two no. or three times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and there are Honestly. some mentions and recommendations in there, which are. I just want to know where the jollof rice is. Jollof rice. Man's hungry. You can come <laughs> anytime, <laughs> man. <on this laughs> time, I'll cook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will bring, cook we'll bring you. some. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll the whole setup for you. Yeah. Cool. yeah cool. Chicken, fried chicken, fried yams, yeah. and plantain. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Yes, rice and beans. Yeah. Mm. Yes. We'll, well, the well, Alex, it was a pleasure to have you on um, Free Friends. Good to have you on. Um, Thank, you. Was, Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so much. Just um, honestly, like, like I said, I'm probably gonna watch this back like a few times. Like <laughs> the amount of pick knowledge. up on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably listen to it and then take some notes <laughs> on yeah. the side. Yeah. You know. Good. So this is the sort of information that people usually pay for. Yeah. I hope I added value and gave you guys something. You did. Especially for our listeners. For our listeners, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. Uh, my business, the Focus Mentor. Okay. Um, yeah. You can find me on Facebook, socials, um, or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay. check me out. So yeah, check out his DM pages. Me. Yeah, check out his pages. Yeah. And thank you all for watching and listening. And, and peace. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right.